Hello everyone, I'm Thomas from Daft Punk. Random access memories, Daft Punk. Daft Punk and Thomas Angui from Daft Punk. There you go, Daft Punk. We assume that's Daft Punk under those helmets. Hello everyone, I'm Emmanuel from Daft Punk. Daft Punk mixes of Daft Punk. Let's get back to the to Daft Punk. It was because of, you know, Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Daft Punk. Hello, robots, big and small from around the world. It's time to get lucky because it's um, a bit of an epilogue here. <laughs> We're recapping. None of us are going to explode today. No, none of us are going to explode. I hope not. I hope it's not. It's not planned if we do. If we do explode, <laughs> it wasn't planned by us. Yeah, which that was definitely planned by them. Yes. They, that was an intentional explosion because – Gimon was like the doop, boop, boop, doop, boop, boop, on the back on the back. There was a timer, control. right? There was a timer mm-hmm. involved. So anytime there's a timer involved in the explosion, That's you planned. can almost ninety nine point nine percent of the time bet that it's planned. Yeah, speed definitely planned. Definitely a planned explosion. Um, uh, Hurt Locker. Yeah, that's a planned. Ex- <laughs> Wait. It's it's somebody planned, planned it. Somebody planned it. Somebody they planned didn't plan it. it. Somebody did. Um, anytime they demolish a building on purpose. Yeah, there's generally a big countdown and a big plunger push. Yeah. Is the anytime, plunger, do you think the plunger does Anytime it? I push a plunger, it's because of poopy. <laughs> <laughs> We're off. We're off to the races, right? The beginning we of are a Live 2021 at Daft Punk podcast, we and are. holy shit. Yeah. After four long months of talking about these two French robots for hours and hours on mic, Every week, and even more off. I thought mic. four months was the runtime of the of the podcast. I this might upset you to find out that the official end runtime of this podcast will be over two calendar days. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> that's an achievement. That is an achievement, right there. We talked on mic for more than two whole days. It would take you an entire weekend that to listen to this. Much more than time Daft Punk recorded on albums. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Uh, by far. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, wow. And we did it. Uh, we did. We're here at the end. Um, I hope you enjoyed the run. I know I did. I did. I did. I did. I enjoyed Big it. Big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. You better believe it. Um, and uh, here we are. Uh, uh, we heard um, from some great uh, people this week who are happy that we've done this project. Sad to see it go. Uh, and want us to know how much they enjoyed it. Um, uh, Will Hagler was one of the first folks that ever emailed us yeah. at the very beginning. And he sent us a really nice message this week. Uh, he said, I needed something to fill the Daft Punk shaped hole in my heart. And you guys helped with that tremendously. When the bots broke up, it felt like I had lost a family member and that I had no closure. Since they released Epilogue, it uh, it just didn't do justice to their entire career. But because of you three, I feel like I can have closure to their breakup. I just wanted to thank you three awesome goofballs because I sympathize with what you touched on. That for those eight years after Ram, every day I woke up with a feeling of knowing that uh, that that day could be the day I hear something new from them. That feeling became so normal for me, and when it was ripped away, I was beside myself. But through you three, I have found that feeling again over the past few months. Every Friday morning, when uh, every Friday morning I wake up with one thing on my mind, and that's to press play on the newest Alive 2021 yeah. episode as fast as possible. It may not be a new album or a single or speculation, but looking forward to your weekly episodes has helped me so much. And I know for people all over the world that love those two French robots as much as I do. 
Um, so, th- oh my God, Man, that's awesome. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. There's more really nice things that Will had to say to us, but holy shit, super holy. super nice. Thank you so much. I well. truly, I've said it once and I'll say it again. Uh, uh, I have. I, there's a lot that I've enjoyed about this podcast. It's given me an excuse to hang out with my two best friends even more than normal. So. I'm. An, I know Andy normally reads the the the, the fan mail stuff, but I'm going to jump in and read one because okay. uh, it's applicable to my weekend last yeah. weekend. Yeah. So some of you guys know we were we we told you uh, last week uh, we were heading up to the woods to go uh, listen to music and talk and do the behavior that we like to do. Um, we watched a lot of movie. We did we we did a lot of behavior. We watched a lot of movie. We watched a lot we of movie. A lot of one, uh, movie. one of the things that I decided to do on Saturday night was I decided to go for a hike in the woods in the dead of night by myself, right? Yeah. I did. Uh, and while I was out there, I decided to go on this bridge in the middle of nowhere, and I was just listening to music, and I was thinking about producing, and I was thinking about DJing, and I was thinking about all this stuff. Uh, and while I was there, uh, a car pulled up at like 2.30 or 3 in the morning, uh, and um, – uh, two guys got out and started setting up a big like ham radio antenna or whatever. Uh, and I was like, okay, that's, this is interesting. Uh, we're two people in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to go say hi. Uh, so they don't think that I'm weird or whatever. Uh, long story short, I, uh, I talked to, uh, I talked to somebody named Aaron for a while out there for, uh, they were there for a, a, a middle of the night canoe race. Uh, and we ended up talking about Daft Punk and I, we got this email uh, that said, Hey Darren, it's Aaron, the guy from the Kinley bridge, up north up north at like 3 a.m or whatever time it was just wanted to say i've been enjoying the podcast so far it keeps my work day interesting uh, i introduced my buddy to it as well i hope you guys are doing well uh and that's awesome that uh, it's very cool to be out in the middle of nowhere uh listening to the music i like late at night yeah. talk to somebody who enjoys it as well and then watch a canoe race yeah yeah it was crazy <laughs> uh very crazy so uh thank you for the conversation aaron i really appreciate um, it i hope you're enjoying it uh i know we're we're wrapping the podcast up but and I don't want to commit to anything, but we should go cover the canoe race for the podcast next <laughs> yeah, year. Why yeah, why not? That it could in, be a special robot episode. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, yeah it would be fun. <laughs> we could be in the canoe race next <laughs> year. We could be in the canoe race. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, um, like uh, it's it's very special to me that I've gotten to, to uh, use this podcast as, as an excuse to spend even more time with my two best friends over the last four months. Um, it's an incredible experience to have an excuse to research uh my two favorite french robots um and write over 60,000 words about 60, them 60,000 words that's uh, an insane uh, number my, of words my my script totals uh are over 60,000 at this point uh um which i might do something with those at some point there's a lot of words yeah um it's uh, uh but uh one of my most one of my favorite things uh, of the whole uh experience is just the idea that Somebody from around the world has contacted me almost every day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that's so damn cool. To just share in the love uh, of, of Daft Punk. Um, not every fan group is like this. Uh, uh, everybody has been so positive and so uh, warm and welcoming and exciting. We got we heard from another fan, Michael. Uh, he sent us a really long email with a bunch of uh, recommendations for songs um a bunch of fan a bunch of fan theories he sent us his top 10 list of awesome. his, so I'll sh- I'll share that with you guys cuz uh, later today we're going to go through our our own top 10 songs list 
Uh, he, uh, um, we talked about this uh, afterwards. How fragments of time reminds us of Steely Dan. Yep. Yeah. He mentions that, and he says, "I think that that's why my friend that only listens to '70s music likes that song so yeah. much. Uh, that is a, absolutely a Steely Dan song." Uh, uh, and he ends. He says, "Thank you all for this amazing show. I'm clocking into work now, um, um, and, but I'm going to listen to the Ram episode as soon as I get off." Uh, and uh, and he's just uh, he just has a lot of nice things to say about us. So yeah. Um, uh, again, thank you. Uh, thank you all. Uh, our, our buddy Caesar uh, messaged us again this week with uh, a bunch of uh, pictures that he took at the Daft Punk pop up. Oh, nice! Um, oh, awesome! So I'll forward those Thanks to for you. Those. Yeah, yeah, thank you. That's very. He said cool. that jean jacket I mentioned. Yeah, $650. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, the jean jack, the Daft Punk jean jacket I made personally. Way cooler than the six hundred fifty dollar one that Daft Punk uh, sold. Uh, so if you guys have any interest, uh, I'll I'll make you a fucking jean jacket for six hundred fifty dollars. Daft Punk collectors group who had the custom made we Daft Punk about hockey that jersey. Yes. Well, that's incredible. Yeah, there were only seventy five made, and uh, I, ooh man, <laughs> I was uh, I was <laughs> I had to stop myself. My aunt has that thing is like an industrial like embroidering machine. So if you wanted to embroider a logo on a hat, yeah. We should buy some blank hockey jerseys and some We should buy some yeah. blank hockey jerseys and something make some, on it. some hockey stuff. We don't have nearly enough things going on. We should start getting into <laughs> making hockey jerseys. Imagine if we had custom made a live 2021 hockey jerseys. Absolutely. We'd Speaking be the Kevin of which, Smith of the Kevin our Smith garbage. of our garbage. <laughs> the Kevin Smith of our garbage. This is our smodcast. He's the, he's the Kevin Smith of his garbage. Yeah, the Live 2021 smodcast. That's what this would be. <laughs> uh, uh, we do have t-shirts out there, and there's uh, there's people uh, all over the place wearing them. Um, like who? Like, you would, right now, Devin's wearing it as we talk. <laughs> That's it's very got funny, the famous Daft da- <laughs> da- Punk pyramid on it in big, bold letters. It says two French robots, and then it says a live 2021 Daft Punk podcast. You can get your own uh, at alive2021.com um, to help us celebrate the end of uh, a fantastic run. Yeah. Uh, or just uh, message your uh, your thoughts and feelings and, and stories and questions uh, or your to, top tens. Or your top tens, yeah. Uh, that would be great. If you have a top ten song list that you'd like to share with us. That's what I like about Daft Punk is that every, it's gonna be wildly everybody different. has really yeah. different opinions. Our, our top tens, we, we didn't talk in depth about they're gonna it, be but different, we, I, sure. they're going to be very different, yeah. I think. Uh, I, I think. Uh, it's it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, to um, so, yeah, if you've got a, a top ten or a story to tell or a question to ask or a, 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 a snippet of information to, to give – Info at alive2021.com. Yep. This is this is the end uh, of an era, but it's not the end of us. <laughs> yeah, we'll do some stuff. Um, yeah. We we might have a special one-up episode very soon for you. We'll check back in periodically. Yeah. We'll check back in periodically. Uh, we're going to have Daft Punk-specific content for you very soon. Uh, um, about, uh, I don't know, authors who have dedicated uh, certain amounts of time to, to the works of Daft Punk. Yep. That might be something. Might be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know. Just spitballing. Uh, um, special commentary tracks of 
movies that mean a lot to the robots. I don't yep. know. Things like that might be in the works. If anything cool happens in the news, we'll absolutely jump on to talk yes. about it. Uh, there, uh, uh, this week, um, uh, a French magazine called Society. Which you guys, in theory, will have because we're recording this before. It's yeah. Um, they teased they teased that they are writing a, a story, uh, an exclusive story about the breakup. Um, so if there is some bombshell information about that, we might just be back very soon. To do a, an emergency podcast, an emergency <laughs> podcast nine one one. It's an emergency podcast. If uh, if if that has a bunch of bombshell info, you better believe we're going to talk about it on air. Yeah. Or, or if in the future we just get really fired up about some other garbage. Yeah. So that's get intense garbage. about some albums so or whatever. We'll, I'm sure we'll we talk are. About um. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of dance music out there, and there's a lot of stuff that we, uh, the three of us, like. Uh, and share together in this world. We might not uh, soon. We might not go as in depth about a band uh, as we have here. I don't know that I can write sixty thousand words about. I don't know. Name a name. Name a name. Uh, I uh, uh, justice. They don't really have. They don't even have enough albums to, to do sixty thousand words about. Um, but uh, but. We might feel uh, the need to come on air and say, hey, Daft Punk fans, would you like to hear us go really in depth about a an album? This album that came out that we're really jazzed about? Uh, the All this to say, we're not going to go away. But make sure you are following us. Make sure yeah. you have whatever notifications turned on you need because we are going to go away from... In every Friday thing for, for, for the time being, little, for at least yeah, be a little evangelical bit. about it with your friends. Make them yeah, start listening. Make them to start it listening. Make them feel get bad if they're not. Listening. This yeah. is the, this is your chance to get your friends and family caught up to you. Yeah, and yeah. I expect you to do that. Exactly. <laughs> this show works because we're so intense and passionate about Daft Punk. There are times when we get really jazzed about an album together, and it'll yeah. be fun to sit down and do a track by track for. Something we're really geeked about six months from now or whatever. Right. So and uh, keep and us in your feed. The three of us are um, venturing out and making our own stuff. So yeah. you'll hear more about that soon. Um, but here's yeah, we're uh, we we did it. We we're got good. all the way to the end of Daft Punk. And I, I don't know, folks. Uh, what's what's something that you uh, learned over the last four months that you you take away is a very special thing. Man, I'm gonna lead because uh, my takeaway is I've said this word so many times and I'm going to say it again. Intentionality. Intentionality in art is my takeaway from the entire big picture capital Daft Punk. Um, I, I, I've, you know, especially in thinking about like the idea of like ranking albums or a top 10 list, it's, it's very, very difficult because each section of, um, you know, quote unquote section of the, the Daft Punk legacy or whatever, it's, trying to do something different it's trying to accomplish a different thing you know they started without even you know homework is called homework because they're doing their homework on their their live performing right they are, are, are geared towards live performing then where ram you know cut years and years later ram is almost the opposite it is this is not about live at all this is about capturing beautifully you know putting all of the money into the capture or whatever so it's tough to to even weigh these things against one another um in good bad parameters right so for me the parameter is intentionality what were they trying to accomplish you know that's a a, a very compelling way to to evaluate art um and, and it's something time and time again that this this podcast and, and daft monk's work has reminded me to do 
Yeah. I think um, one of the the things I've really enjoyed uh, uh, learning and reading about is how um, how each idea started small and and they let it get so big and so wild and so expensive and so and they gambled on themselves. Yeah, every little thing, um, you know, what if we what if we started touring in Halloween masks so people can't see our faces and they let that grow to to make themselves almost bankrupt talking to NASA scientists and the guys that invented the technology of jumbotrons at stadiums yeah. to make to make the robot helmets and then uh, and then watch that pay off they they had a small idea and they just ran with it until it got entirely too big and then it it defined uh, them and, and cemented their legacy as a as a legendary pop act um, same thing with you know random access memories what if what if we um what if we started playing with uh session musicians instead of sampling everything and they end up spending well over a million dollars on one of the most pristinely recorded albums of the last 10 or 15 years um same thing with uh Electroma, whether you love that movie or hate it uh, or you're completely indifferent about it, they said, what if we directed a couple of our own videos and that ended ended in Tomas reading 200 backlog issues of a cinematography magazine and turning a music video into a full-length feature film. They keep they keep betting on themselves and they keep believing in themselves and they keep letting their ideas grow and morph and and uh, um, explode uh, and become something wildly different, but you can still see that nugget of creation and inspiration from the beginning. Um, that's just it's it's really it's really great. Uh, you know, people. I don't know if there's enough of that in the world uh, uh, where people intentionally let their uh, dreams uh, um, get too big and see what happens on the other side of that. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's a beautiful way to make art, and uh, yeah, and that's why we get a lot of this stuff. I think that, that I learned. I think the thing that I took the most out of this is that, I guess, not dissimilarly, it's all it's all just one thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you are working on stuff with people over and over again, it is all just one thing. M- you know, movies, music, sounds, grooves, concerts, theater, whatever. If you just keep making stuff it becomes a body of work yeah yeah and uh and i uh uh it's easy to especially with my love of this music it's easy to believe that daft punk is the the biggest musical act in the world they're not there's plenty of people in the world that don't don't know them or not familiar with their work uh, or maybe have seen those robot helmets somewhere but don't understand what they are or their significance uh, um, as, uh, you know, um, uh, innovators. Um, but uh, um, we, I was talking to a, a friend who doesn't follow around, like, this type of music very often and um, saying, like, uh, mentioning, like, Interstellar 5555. And we're like, wait, what? I said, yeah, they they made an they made an anime with an anime legend, and they're like, well, they're a band, 
Like, yeah, but they they are they liked so much. They are interested in art. Um, so yes, they present the they present themselves to the world as a musical act. But that is a sliver of what they presented to the world as artists. And and watching this person who didn't necessarily have a connection to Daft Punk realize how cool it is that these two musicians made a full length feature anime film um, uh, is cool. They are they are. They are truly artists. They are Renaissance men in a in a true like a definition of that word because they followed their passions and they they let that dictate what they wanted to do. They made they made furniture together because they were interested in in interior design at a certain point. Uh, they put the music down for a while, for a long while, uh, uh, turned their backs on it because they uh, had reached a frustration point with it and wanted to pursue other avenues of art. Um, they've done fashion stuff. They've done photography stuff. They've, they've found ways to make a life. And at this point, a beautiful life. <laughs> you yeah. know, each of them is worth an estimated $50 million by, by pursuing whatever artistic passion they had in any specific moment. Uh, and that's uh, truly inspirational as somebody who, um, uh, likes to likes to make stuff yeah it's cool to think like like you know about i don't know if, if i try to layer like our three takeaways you know like those three that we brought up right it's cool to think about you know them deciding okay this needs to be about the music not about us right so yeah. that's their intentionality with diverting their faces or whatever uh early on uh but then they realize that that needs to apply to the whole thing so that that grows into a whole mythos behind everything that that illustrates their early point of control can't be can't be regained once it's lost right so it's cool to think about the intentionality of recognizing that it needs to be about the art about the music not about them and creating alter egos that are themselves curated by by uh, uh, by the two the two robots uh, that then you know, also becomes a tool of their art. You know, you, you talk about the masks as a disguise or as, as, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week as the thing that, that um, disguises them for the sake of privacy only. But, you know, another takeaway I have is the, you know, I said it last week and I think it sums up pretty well that the masks are the reasons they, that they need the mask or whatever, you know, they're the reason that they were able to rise yeah. above the, um, you well, know, it's the, it's that Paul Williams quote from, last week yes where uh with uh if the art's not there it's a gimmick yes absolutely and we've seen that a lot of times with there are there are uh acts and artists who have used similar tactics uh branding tactics yeah, or whatever you're, you're and it guar looks or whatever guar you know, or like... <clears throat> marshmallow yeah, yeah. Uh, um uh or kiss that it's silly <laughs> it's a joke um the the robot shit it never read as a joke right. and it that and that is because uh that the art was there to to back it up yeah. it it is it is a gimmick if if uh it is supporting something that uh is also a gimmick yeah it's wild the, to think know. of like like i don't know it, it, like 
at what level of like, what like, level of good artist do you need to be? I don't know. What level of good producer do you need to be to be at the time of no EDM yeah. shows that we understand, it, but to be the the DJ who's yeah. remembered in the corner of a dark club at a table for having good music when everybody's partying, right? Yeah. But who forgets the robot who had good well, grooves on, at the yeah, table or whatever, goes, you know? It definitely goes beyond um dance music too cuz yes. you like you look up the wikipedia for list of like list of um cartoon or virtual bands mm-hmm. and it is really funny to see Alvin and the Chipmunks uh mm-hmm. and and Gem and the Holograms in the same list as Gorillas yeah. <laughs> like yeah. and it's there that's what they are the Gorillas is in a, a long line of virtual bands that are all a joke <laughs> yeah and they are not and why is like why what is what is it about that art project that stands the test of time and demands to be taken seriously I, I mean, it's I, because the art the art is there it's yeah. not it's not some gimmick that is wrapped around flimsy art yeah it's not kids will up. love these chipmunks singing it's that yeah. we have music that we don't want to be yeah. diluted by our individual it was personalities never, or yeah. whatever the yeah it was never about propping up uh, in, in no, trying to sell a, a flimsy art. Right. It was it was something to enhance something that was already there. Uh, yeah, I think um, I don't I, I don't necessarily think we need to speculate about why they broke up. I don't, like yeah. they they didn't they didn't want to tell us. Yeah, because we spent two full calendar <laughs> days doing it. <laughs> we don't need to speculate about why they broke up. We talked about it for three hours every week for four months. <laughs> for five now. That's very funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> uh, but I, I do I do think that there is um there we is don't need to, but I'm going to <laughs> No, I'm not I'm not speculating. I, I I'm not speculating about why they broke up, but I do I do think that it is it must have been frustrating to release random access memories and to say everything they said about that record intentionally because of their their experience with human after all uh uh and to so clearly define what they what they were doing and why they wanted to do it and what era they were celebrating and and why it was important for them to mix such nostalgia into their art and then to be nonchalantly labeled edm right with in an with an album that is so clearly not involved in the tag edm at all is that I how think, it was viewed yes really? absolutely i feel like the stevie wonder grammy shit i feel like they they were just a different stratosphere with that yeah, yeah and i think i think that there's plenty of people that respect that but i think writ culturally at large daft punk is edm right and yeah, I see what you I mean, know what I mean. I so, guess the, so what I'm the, so what I'm saying is like I I believe now after this whole thing, I truly believe that the two of them individually I don't know, maybe together, who knows. Individually, they are going to pursue musical uh uh avenues. They're going to make music. But I think that I think that this is a chance for them to completely cut ties with this EDM label that they cl- so clearly don't want a part of anymore. And and the Daft Punk label, no matter how much control they want over it, no matter how intentional they are about the movements they make with, with the label, the brand Daft Punk can never be separated from 
EDM. Unless, and they don't want to do that. So unless, now they will make music and it will not be labeled EDM. I think that they could. They could separate Daft Punk from that brand but they would have to do it's it not, in character they would have to do it as the robots they would have to be public about it and they, they would what, have how, to they, how could they have been any more public about it than with, with be Ram? person be public personas more so than just the robots they, when they're i mean like say yeah say say I just, more i think daft punk is edm they be at more lot, things do more performance oh. i mean like like that like it's uh, part of the i mean that's how they would have to to divorce no, it into yeah. something new they would have to rewrite something new from a I just think that this this gives them a break to completely pursue what what they truly want, yeah. And and uh, yeah, I like uh, the uh, a global force as big as something like Daft Punk. They don't have control over it, you know. It, like they we mentioned that over and over again. How much control was important to them, and as soon as you lose control, you can't gain it anymore. Once you have something that seismic, you don't have control over it anymore. I mean, they don't have control over the messaging of Daft Punk or how people view it, or, or I think they do how, have or control over the messaging. I just think, think that it's it's at a, di- a, diff- a no, different level. It's not level. the messaging. I think it's the the perception, right? Daft Punk is EDM, and they cannot and even putting out a disco like a soft rock nostalgic disco record from the 70s can't separate them but from that perception anymore. if they put anymore. out three of those in a row, you know, if they did that, would they be considered? Well, if they had more... When has they ever done anything three I times I agree. In a row? I'm just saying, if you're saying, how do you change I don't know if they even it? know. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know what their finger on the pulse is for what right. the trends are in modern dance music. I don't... They don't, don't care. That's that, what I mean. They don't but care. But I'm saying, I don't know if they think their music is associated with EDM. I'm sure they have no... They, uh, I mean, they, there was enough... Uh, there was enough quotes from them about the state of modern dance music and how disassociated they felt from it. Yeah, but to, like, to let's, make, let's to be sure, like they they just yeah. But here, here, if so, if you are going to make a um, so you go you go homework to Discovery, right? Those are two electronic albums. Discovery is more further away from like EDM, whatever. That's not really a word that well, would be okay. associated. Well, no, so but my point is you go to Human After All, which EDM's is more not rock. The, like, I, yeah, but you go to Human After All, which is more rock. And then after that, you do Alive 2007, which is absolutely electronic yeah. music. Yeah. And then you do Tron, which is a digital movie, right? Yeah. And then you do Ram, which is, is, is a 70s I, yeah. disco album, right? But um, my point is they've have decidedly done electronic stuff yeah, except m- human after all until tron and then they did this disco album that was i i i, I guess i get they said a lot about ram and people should understand that ram shouldn't be considered an edm album for sure it shouldn't be um but i just think if they if they do there, take so, a, a okay, turn so i see what you're saying instead of you know is there, this is ram an outlier or is ram a corner ram we is, don't know because no, they didn't follow ram it up. is absolutely not an outlier uh ram is a logical evolution uh, elevation uh an evolution of what they've done over and over again they their entire career is based on uh tapping into the nostalgia for the the art that they loved the art that that showed them a love of art, right? Or okay, so um, uh, they tap into a certain nostalgia from a time that they learned how to love art, yes, from their childhood, and then they use technological in adva- advancements to uh, uh, to present that nostalgia to the world. There is their entire career is the foundation of it is 
the mixture of cutting edge technology with uh, uh, nostalgia, backward looking love of art. That's yeah. that's everything. Mm-hmm. So no, like there's the uh, Ram is not an outlier. It's just they're they're. But I'm saying next tap from, to somebody who doesn't know, right? Because that's that's what I think. What if we're talking about the people who brand them as EDM? It's general public. So general public is going to see everything electronic, even the robots, up until. Ram and I guess I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think I'm more agreeing than disagreeing. Yeah, you are. Yes, you, maybe had, they ran out of stuff to be nostalgic for. Yeah, they they I caught be, up because what's going to happen is they're going to catch up with when they started. You know what I mean? Be, they did so they, all they their seventies and they did a bunch. They did of their rock. love letter to house music. They did their love letter to uh, like glam rock, uh, um, and you know yacht whatever uh, discovery. They did their love letter to like hair metal. They did their love letter to disco. I don't know. What um, happened? Because what happens if you catch up to fucking I don't 1997? Know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or 1994. We also they kind of did. Yeah, like, um, we also don't know what what other avenues they could have gone down. They We never but had their love letter to funk. I'm sure that they love funk, you know? Yeah. Man. But I think that the other side of it, though, is maybe we, like, in, in the in – the, working with the weekend in the working with the parcels i mean maybe that is the idea of that that's the love letter to something they like now right like and it's it's just not yeah. an album it's just them working with somebody who's active it's them having panda bear on ram or whatever you know that feels like my yeah my only point like that. My, yeah my only point is that i yeah i think that there was a there is a seemingly logical conclusion to 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 the end of the brand daft punk that they didn't have anything else to prove, they didn't have anything else to tap into, and and they didn't uh, they didn't necessarily feel like they fit in the world that everybody boxed them into anymore. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like we can sit here and say, was this an outlier? Was this a turning point? Was this you know what would the next thing be like? What would this other love letter work? But it doesn't I matter that, because they decided that this is yeah. the end of Daft Punk, and that means it's no. the end of Daft Punk or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, like, inter- yeah, outliers like like Pete Tong told us uh um if they could have made ram before they did they would have yeah. right and um song structurally um thematically sonically even there's a lot going on in ram that you can hear touches of in discovery uh certainly in tron even in some of the softer uh parts of homework they've always been interested in in these themes and these ideas and this nostalgia they just continue to get better and better at making it. And, uh, and, and I don't think that they uh, individually, uh, uh, maybe, possibly, probably together they are done making it. But but we will at some point hear more from our boys in the future. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see whatever they do. I um, also think if you look at, you know, the film elements, right? If you look at Electroma, if you, it, it, and you try to draw those comparisons to Ram – it's not as easy for, you know, it's not an, as easy theoretically to compare non-music to music or whatever, but the cinematic nature of a lot of the other stuff they did is very reminiscent of what they do with Ram. Um, so I think, like, there is a consistent cinematic nature um, from start to finish, right? There just is. Um, and, yeah. And that's, I don't know, I, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. And looking at the whole thing, I mean, it's all consistent. Um how, how old are their kids? 
uh, um, Tomas, is, um, his oldest is uh, 19, I believe now, and his youngest uh, is like 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. At a certain point, I think you just want to hang out with your kids for a while, too. And yeah. And then your kids get old enough to do their own shit, and then you start working uh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. His, his oldest is um an aspiring actor and i believe is in a french um kind of groovy ish uh um indie rock band uh but uh um he's tagged in a bunch of this band's instagram stuff but i can't tell if he's in it or not I, i can't tell yeah yeah yeah, and then and Giman, no idea. No, <laughs> Giman's private life is so private. Uh, you you just well, yeah, you can't you can't know. <laughs> like at a certain point, your kids get old enough that they're busy with their own shit. And yeah, then you just start doing your own stuff. Again. And they're they're approaching fifty. Uh, they they are in a spot that they don't have to prove anything ever again. They don't have to make money ever again. Um, they're, you know, um, they could they could probably at this point live off of their ongoing royalties and just have fifty million in the bank. You know, um, what do they what do they have left to prove? Uh, I think at this point they're going to follow their passions. I think um, it could be years. Honestly, it could be years before we hear anything from either. It'll of them. be interesting to see. <coughs> at some I, I point, am excited. at some point they're going to make music. At some point, one of them is going to make a movie. At some point, one of them is going to make clothes. Yeah. At some point, some of them, one of them is going to fucking uh, carve a statue. For somebody Who knows? who's not going to speculate, that was sure a lot of speculation. Uh, we just speculated <laughs> from the moment you said no, we're not going to speculate. <laughs> uh, um, they're going to, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be, but they're going to do something. Yeah, it'll they're be, artists. It'll be cool they're artists, and they've followed their passions over and over again. If yeah, if one if one of them if one of them. Uh, Car- carved a tree stump into some crazy uh, uh, statue. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like who knows? They're who gonna knows? do. They're gonna do shit, and I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah. It will be decidedly different. It will be decidedly undaft punk. Um, but it will be something. And uh, um, yeah, my my my. I if this is everything that the two of them believe that the entity of daft punk can give to the world. I'm okay with that. Yep. They've given me my favorite music. They've given me incredible albums. Uh, they've given me my favorite concert I've ever seen. My favorite live album. Uh, um, they've yeah. They've given the world so much. They've reinvented pop music. Uh, they have introduced a '70s nostalgia that is still kind of rippling through pop music now since Ram. Uh, they're they're cultural icons. My biggest bummer is that they never found a a way to present the random access memory stuff live that like it I, that it's such a such a bummer that we'll never see what they wanted to or would have done with the ram stuff in a live setting cuz that truly would have been an incre- incredible live show yeah i would have rocked would have rocked um so yeah that's the that's the one thing that really really saddens me that that they that they chose this moment to you know to be done yeah there were over and over again so in like 2017 paul paul johnson uh posted on his personal facebook like yeah i heard from them they're making a house music record right now they like they are working on a house music record right now and he like that was a big thing that exploded on the internet uh, and nothing ever came from it. And then in in the early months of 2020, like we mentioned last week, um, 
there were like studio notes with people that they were working with and like um that made it uh, around on the internet like they are in the studio right now making new music and we know we know for sure how much stuff they had for ram so i i am sure that there is stuff out there for a potential new daft punk record i'm sure before they decided to split up they had something some pieces of it out there um uh, you know, they worked on Ram for five years. So like the idea that they were not in a studio at all for eight is silly. Um, but, but yeah, we'll never get to hear any of it. We certainly won't. Nope. <laughs> never, never, ever, ever, never. Um, but I'm happy. I'm happy that, uh, we got it. I'm happy that we did this. And I'm happy that we're about to go through our favorite stuff of theirs. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna go through and we're going to we're gonna rank their uh, released albums. Um, we're going to exclude compilation CDs like music and remix albums, and um, just rank their seven. I have Daft Club in mind. I mean, I oh, oh Club. man, eight. Yeah, we'll uh uh we yeah we should put Daft Club in there. I included sure. Daft Club in mind. As uh, well. so eight. Eight releases. Um, it's arbitrary that I included Daft, Pl- Daft Club, but not Human After All remixes. But uh, Daft Club is its own thing. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. After All remixes. There's original. Are there's original music. I think on Daft, Daft Club Daft is, is is you know as part of you know talking about the whole thing being the internet component yeah. Yeah. And stuff. I think it's its own. That its was own innovative thing. and very cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna rank uh, their eight uh, uh, releases. Then uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to? Yeah, I can. I can go first. Uh, we're gonna go bottom to, to top. Uh, yeah, or? yeah, bottom to top. Bottom yeah. to top. Plus All right. Tits. <laughs> that just like somebody, just like somebody climbing yeah, yeah. Mount Everest. All right, so, we're gonna go bottom uh, to top. For me, I'm going uh, number eight, Human After All. Number seven, Tron Legacy. Number six, Daft Club. Number five, Alive '97. Number four, Homework. Number three, Discovery. Number two. Alive 2007 and number one, random access memories. I switched my number one and two at the last second. Wow. Uh, and we'll talk about why when I go through my top 10 songs. Wow. Um, I'll go. Eight, Human After All. There you go. Seven, Tron Legacy. <gasps> uh-huh. Six, Alive 1997. <sighs> Five, Daft Club. Okay. Four, Homework. Three, Discovery. Two, I love 2007. One, Random Access Memory. So we're the same except for Flip. Yeah, I know. We flipped, we flipped right. two of them. You guys are absolutely incorrect that Tron Legacy is better than Human After All. I, I Human disagree. After All is full of stuff. I that, like Human After All, and I don't I – like, okay. like, I will tell you right now, though – uh, I've I listen to Tron Legacy a lot when I'm working and when I'm yeah. doing stuff. So for me, Tron Legacy, I've spent a lot more time with than Human After All. It resonates not, for I, me. So of it all, de-resonates. I'm it de-resonates. I don't listen to a lot of uh, OSTs and stuff. Yeah. Like some people listen yeah. to like Lord of the Rings yeah. Yeah. original soundtrack all the time. I, I love it. I don't do that a ton. I, I, I get it. I'm not a soundtrack it. guy. But that that and for uh, me, I, originally I did have Human After All above Tron, and then I thought about this is my list, not. The list, right? This is yeah, my list. Absolutely. So for me, uh, human I do not listen to soundtrack music either. And I had not revisited this since 
it came out uh, until we started doing this podcast. And uh, I, in my brain, it was just like, yeah, it's a soundtrack album. I don't like soundtrack music. There is some really beautiful stuff. There really on there. is. Uh, truly, really beautiful, beautiful things. And uh, uh, it is really, it's really crazy to look back and be like, homework is four. Uh, but uh, um, uh, I don't not like any of this music. Right. It's really, right. it's really splitting hairs once you get to like uh, any of it. Um, uh, uh, like Discovery is one of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. And it's, it's third Wait, let's, here. Let's hear Devin's and then we'll talk. Yeah. Uh, Tron Legacy. Yep. Human After All. Okay. Alive 97. Okay. Daft Club. Okay. Homework. Okay. Ram. Ooh. Discovery. Alive 2007. Yeah. Wow. I knew it. Yeah. So since the very beginning, Devin has taken a little bit longer for to hook into Random Access Memories. I love Random Access Memories. It's an incredible uh, journey. It's a great album in terms of production and stuff. But in terms of just each song being an absolute like yeah. earworm forever discoveries full of it. And then yeah. Alive 2007 I think is the purest expression of what Daft Punk does because that yeah. is the combination yeah. of I agree with the that. sound, the show, their live component, the DJ stuff. They like mu- it's fun to like pick through music and what they consider their greatest hits or whatever. Yeah. The the true celebration of everything Daft Punk has ever given us is uh, Alive 2007. Yeah. And that's again why why it's such a bummer that we never got yeah, another it, whatever re- the newest yeah. live album would have been my favorite so they, you know they, what i mean they yeah, briefly absolutely. talked about it in that rolling stone piece uh that they did um he he asked them uh what the the show would look like um in uh they mentioned something they're kind of non-committal and then he's like well you know uh it would be fun to do that just do it top to bottom and tomas was like absolutely not like that is not how a Daft Punk show would work. Yeah. If we did a show, it would incorporate our entire career. It would be a new thing. It would I mean, be a new thing, but it would. And it Random w- Access Memories is a sit-down headphones album. Yeah. In the way that the great '70s albums yeah. are, it yeah. would it would not be. I would not want to see Random Access Memories top to bottom as one show. I would. I need to hear I mean, them <laughs> in context of their career. Yeah. Like it's, it's that being it's, said, it's I would thing, pay right? any it's amount two, of money like to if, see that. Yeah. If you're talking like like if I want to go to a, see Daft Punk at, at a, a headlining festival act or something, that is not when I would want to see Ram start to finish. But if that was something that they did for like a limited time on in like a, a fancy ass theater or something somewhere, you know, like as a its own performance, like I w- that that would be cool. As hell but i've not i agree i agree that it would be incredible to see ram front to back yeah i've not seen you know there's now that uh, a lot of the bands i like have gotten to the point where it's been 10 20 years i've seen bands do a 10-year album yeah. show of an album they put out where they do it front to back and it's never what i want i the energy of it's incorrect there is a couple there's a couple that i've seen that's that's really good I, I but I've I've seen like I've seen De- Death Cab do it and it sucked. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Decemberist do it and I there's I've seen Decemberist like four times now and they're a joy to watch yeah. live. When I see them do an album, I saw that one time and it was a bummer. It was yeah, you're right. There is a, the the ones I've seen the the Demon Days concert album is an incredible piece of of live music. So like them performing Demon De- Demon Days live was incredible, and then um, 
that's how they presented uh, the Postal Service uh, uh, reunion tour, and that was a great yeah. time. That but was a great what, show. What is different about Ram is that they spent so many yeah. years making the perfect studio album. Yeah. Right. They spent every right. every amount yeah. fine-tuning every detail. It's the same, yeah. Whatever you want from some of these tunes would not... Yeah, that the the effort they yeah, put in. Yeah, you got to remember, right? You got to remember that the drummer never played the drums as we hear yeah. them, right? They that that was all assembled. It's, that yeah. it's production the music. Keys it's not. All, it's not live. Like yeah. even though there's the, people are playing it live, that's not how that music yeah. is compiled. And the parts Which, of it yeah, that yeah, they love right. are are so fine tuned yeah. that yeah. it would be playing a recording of Ram, and that's okay. It's wild. I've never thought about this. They would. I, I, Thinking about this right now, my brain says they would have never done a Vegas residency style thing that included everybody, right? Yeah. Like they, I don't know. It almost seems like if here we are speculating again, but if they if they were to do a live it was from, show, it, was it almost Tomas's seems like mouth. they would sample themselves. It w- or it's whatever. literally from yeah. Ro- the Rolling Stone. It is from the words of Tomas. He says it in that article. If we were to do it, if the the next time we go on the road, well, he says it that way. The next time we go on the road. So, like, saying that they yeah. are going to someday. The next time we go on the road, it is going to be a celebration of our whole career right. in the similar vein of Alive 2007. So, like, that, like, we know that if they were going to do it again, it would have been another yeah. thing where they produce all of it together. I would right. bet that it would – I bet it would have been a thing where they are DJing a bunch of stuff. With and then they have yes. elements of live stuff in it I that absolutely agree. Because yeah. I true like, Giorgio by Marauder – with As a live performed, would be very cool, but like performed with a full. There are there are versions of that that would suck on stage yeah. too. You yeah. know that ma- that miss the magic there of would that be, journey. It would. I think it would look a lot like their Grammy performance. Yeah, them cutting decks and then having having live instrumentation coming in and adding adding another layer of depth to what you're yeah. what you're doing. Like Motherboard is a track that would be very difficult to do live. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a journey in your headphones. Yeah. And that's probably that I bet that that one doesn't get represented in a live show cuz yeah, how do you mi- how do you mix that in with anything else? Or if you do it's I don't know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's not it's not with a live band. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think there yeah, it's it's a DJ show with live some sort of live elements. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it, yeah, it this is incre- it was a uh, relatively easy list i've put so much thought into these things and i have i know which ones i revisit so much um i think for uh i don't know i for a long time i never would have thought that anything could have been over a live 2007 and i think that but but um but ram just i had a live 2007 on top and then i realized that six of my top 10 daft punk songs are from ram six six what a spoiler six six of them holy shit it's wild it's it's truly wild i just when i think about i just i love that album so much and and i've said it before that album like i haven't found a bad setting for it you know even if it's like i'm gonna play a cut this chunk of it or this chunk of it you know what i mean like it it can fit any any event any place any surgery surgery (laughs) play touch dude play touch Go ahead. I had a lot of fun. Play within both the, of them. The week they broke up, I had a lot of fun on Facebook. I posted, um, uh, "Tell me your favorite band, and I will, I will respond with the Daft Punk song you should listen to." And I had a lot of fun with that because I, I thought for a second 
that it was going to be difficult. But literally anything anybody posted, I was like, oh, yeah, th- this is that. And it, it is it's really um, uh, it was really fun. Like I had a bunch of like old folks like Pink Floyd. Well, brother, here, here's touch, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, um, or um, yeah, uh, I just had a crazy different disparate musical taste come in and i found something for everyone yeah that posted on that thread um uh yeah because they have uh daft punk is uh everybody everyone knows the songs that everyone knows yeah uh the fun of them is how wildly varying their album tracks are you know without you know without getting to um i don't know i just there aren't there aren't very many songs that I think of like that's a bad one or that's a clunker, right? Like I don't think that there are that many songs that are, you know, there are some that are different. There are some that aren't all they're they're not they're not all primers, quote unquote, for me yeah. or whatever. But like, there aren't very many songs that are like this is the bad song on the album or yeah. whatever, you know. Um, like the 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 peak of my 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 biggest criticism is human after all is one idea you know that's yeah. the biggest criticism i have to really offer everything else that feels intentional whether it's my favorite or not i i'll say i mean again, I'll, I'll, all feels so you have six rams on there yeah i'll spoil something right now i don't have a single human after all track on my top 10 wow i don't either wow <laughs> i have i'll tell you on i'll tell you right now on my top 20 I have one human after all. Okay. Not in your top 10? It's number 20. It's number 20. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a reason that your favorite Daft Punk album is eight years of work and our least favorite is six weeks. Like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's, like, it's crazy how much absolutely. human after all is not an album. It's an exercise. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the bones our... of human after all make our favorite, which is Alive 2007, yeah. right? I mean, there's six weeks worth of cool stuff in there but six weeks yeah six weeks. and if they let themselves explore those things who knows what could have come out the other end um but yeah you're you're absolutely right they 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 wanted to try something wildly different what if we made music quickly and there's some interesting things in there they used them in incredibly awesome ways in in alive 2007 but ultimately there's not a ton on that album that i revisit all, all that much right yeah and and again and when I do revisit it, it's like, okay, Robot Rock, I want a live 2007 Robot Rock. Okay, yeah. uh, okay, primetime of your life, I want a live 2007 primetime. I, I I rank this stuff on my – I have a little – On off, though. Uh, <laughs> on off, your favorite song. Perfect track. Perfect track. I, uh, track. Uh, I rank this stuff on the, at the bottom of my notes doc in the, in the Google folder that yeah. we've got going on. This is the last note that I wrote in here before uh, before these things. Uh, Random Access Memories is the most optimistic optimistic record in music history. <laughs> it presupposes a world where dance music evolves into a transcendent, timeless sound that will be appreciated for millennia versus disposable noise from an unhappy generation. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how much uh, uh, marijuana I had smoked that night. But <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> the most optimistic uh, record in music history. <laughs> At a certain point in my life, that is that's where I was. Yeah, and I'll stand by it. I'll die on that hill. I'll disagree yeah. with you on that, but hey, your opinion's yours. Um, uh, awesome. So that's that's our favorite albums. Um, two of us are correct. <laughs> <laughs> two of us uh, are correct. Yeah, I mean, we just uh, 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 
sneak behind the curtain. We just took a little break to talk about to talk, we talked to, to we just took a little break in recording and we t- spent it talking about more oh, daft punk that is and very funny. i uh um there is there's a certain thing about random access memories that is that will will forever link me with that that thing they're my favorite band in the world and i was fully prepared to hear something completely new when it came out because that is their trend. That is what they do. They want to use every album cycle to present something wholly new to the world. And even being prepared for something uh, unlike anything I'd ever heard from Daft Punk before, I was wildly, wildly blown away by what that sounded like and how different it was from anything that they'd ever made before. And uh, I, it just – it was such a fun thing to love to love it was such a fun thing to be a fan of because these two weirdos that i that were my favorite musicians in the world that wear robot helmets were all of a sudden everywhere (laughs) like that was it was so crazy to tell to to have been telling folks for 10 years or whatever my favorite band is these robots and then to watch them be everywhere and to be with pharrell and to be you know it was the only time i've ever watched the grammys like actually watched the grammys and uh uh it's what an incredible moment to 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 watch those two guys fucking win album of the year and be recognized as as like the best musicians in the world uh uh, it's truly something i never thought i i would see I, I've always been drawn to off the beaten path music. I've always been drawn to stuff that's weird and inaccessible and 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 strange and its own thing. And I watched two robots win the Grammys. Yeah, it, like what's I, very cool is that that almost never happens. Where your favorite band takes a long time mm-hmm. and then they put out a thing and it's different and you like it. Yeah, that almost if if I'm waiting for a record for six years or seven years and then it comes out and it's way different. I almost never like it. Yeah. And I don't know if that, you know, yeah. that that shows that like I've grown in a different way during yeah. the time or the band has gotten into something I haven't. Or it's incredible well, that Random Access Mesmeries was such a gigantic success to and I Daft Punk to, fans yeah. to the world. And there were a lot of Daft, there were a lot of Daft Punk fans that didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. There's mean, a lot of Daft Punk fans that don't like the next thing. I, always, yeah. every cycle, because it's so different than yeah, I we, think. We, we like, a lot, a lot of people don't like Discovery. A lot One of, of the, people, um, a lot of homework fans didn't like Discovery, and and we're off board. Yeah. And now Discovery stands the test of time as one of the most influential albums of all time. Those people who like homework, though, they still probably don't like Discovery. Probably. You Could know? you imagine somebody that that loved like some just uh, garagey fucking like. Like oily house music fan, yeah. acid house music fan from the nineties, listening to Random Access Memories. <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense. That's, that it, makes, that's that almost makes more sense to me than them listening to Discovery and yeah. liking it. You know what yeah. I mean? Because again, like if you're equating, you can equate Ram to the, <clears throat> you know, to the heady albums of the seventies. That it, you know, that that kind of has yeah. that mentality, that adult mentality more. So discovery doesn't discovery hit at a time that I'm, you know, 11 years old, 12 years old or something. So there's a generation of us that like saw it on tsunami or whatever and know the songs or whatever. Yeah. Um, Even though homework is uh, got some very catchy hits on it. There is something punk rock about it. Yeah. You know, it's made in a bedroom by kids. Yeah. It's got some loud, nasty noises on it. Right. It's, you know, it's gritty and songs are long. 
if you like this kind of punk rock energy, for it to then come out and be a cartoon with disco, yeah. I can see where you didn't like it. Yeah. yeah. For me, that just hits everything I like. I, yeah. I agree. I think that one of the things that, you know, Daft Punk did in a way that I can't think of another comparable um, is maintain underground integrity while experiencing yeah. the top level of commercial success or critical success, I guess. Uh, maybe it's not a top commercial success, but top critical success for sure. Sweeping the Grammys or whatever, or having that kind of night at the Grammys. Um, that's wild. I can't really, I really can't think of a comparison of somebody who had that kind of Grammy success no. and managed to maintain underground there status is, there, or whatever. It is a fine, it is a fine fucking uh, uh, needle to thread to be as important to the underground yeah. and be as ubiquitous to the pop culture. There there are very, very few acts that have found that thing yeah. or to, to make it, to be popular, to be globally recognizable and to still be cool. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? How, yeah. Like it, that's an impossible, that's an impossible balancing act uh, uh, to complete. And they, they did it, you know, like, yeah. like there's, I don't know. There's, there is a reason why James Murphy picked them for for a song, right? Yeah. They're 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 Daft Punk. Like they like they very well could be just the the uncool older guys in this dance music world, but they but there's something about them, there's something about us <laughs> <laughs> that makes it, that makes it cool even though that they've launched into the next stratosphere. That's yeah. the other lesson that I took from this whole thing and one of the things that I like most about Discovery and I, I like most about this band is that homework was cool. Mm-hmm. They were cool. It was synthesizer shit. It was long songs. Cool. It was on MTV. It was cool. And Discovery was a decided choice to be like, no, yeah. we like not cool stuff and we like dorky there stuff. There is so many things, so many influential points, so many points of influence, so many uh, things that they decided to make imagery, so many, so many, like even anime they fucking sampled Barry Manilow yeah. in that album. There are so many things that they pull into their world for discovery that are uncool. Yeah. And they mix it all up in a big pot and they make it cool as shit. And that is, that's my favorite lesson from this band is like, yeah. it's an incredible, it's not a fuck you. It's a celebration, but it is, it is like a, it is fuck you to that. Like too cool energy. Yeah. You can, you can love dorky stuff and you know put what, it front and center. You know what I really appreciate about it, especially now, uh, now that we're in like, so like emotionally separated from the stuff that we like that. Like, I don't even, I can't even, you can't even like accurately de- define like cultural irony anymore yeah, at this point. Right. Like there is nothing ironic about discovery. They're yeah. not, they're not picking up uncool stuff and like, and like, pointing out how uncool it is like wink isn't this there's cheesy? no winky there's no. no there's no yeah it's not anything like that it is just like i love this stuff and i and i'm gonna take all this garbage and make it cool there's nothing ironic about it at all and i truly appreciate that uh um as somebody who's getting pretty tired of, <laughs> of artistic irony <laughs> yeah yeah you guys want to do some songs yeah i'll start number 10 high life uh, I knew it. Yeah. Incredible <clears throat> disco groover. It's yeah. got the I think of you every time I hear that song. It's just a perfect encapsulation of what the French touch thing is for me. 
and it is an era of Daft Punk that we don't get a lot of, yeah. which is the Roulette Crydemore years. They're spit like Tomas is spinning that in sets yeah. in 2001, 2002, and stuff. It's one of the only songs from Discovery that is getting played a lot it in is, sets. It is interesting, like how how influential Tomas and Guimon are to the uh, to the French touch sound that became so influential globally. It's interesting how little Daft Punk has in, it yeah. is involved. It is it's those two individually. Yeah. When I really. think of high life, I think of you know like sets the the Cassia sets and yeah. like all, all that stuff. Absolutely. That's, very oh, much from the era. For you out there, if you've made it this far, if you made it 48 hours into this project, you know these songs, so we're not going to play clips yeah, of them. Yeah, we don't um, know. But a reminder, if you do want to send us your top 10 list, you're welcome Please do. Info yeah. at alive2021.com. We'll, uh, we'll might, like, compile uh, screenshots of them and, and post uh, a bunch of fan-made top 10 lists on, on our Facebook page if we get a bunch of them. So, yeah, send them along at, to info at alive2021.com. All right, Devin, number nine. Uh, I also want to say that I'm picking... I, I'm not picking songs that I necessarily listen to the most or, you know, some like I feel like I removed from some songs from this list because they were duplicates of a type of song. It is. OK, so this is my favorite band. Yeah, there's 53 studio tracks. Uh, it was it's incredibly hard to pare it down to 10. Yeah, yeah. Was, this is this was. Uh, of all of the work I put into all the sixty thousand wor- words I wrote, and this is a difficult, uh, difficult uh, task. Yeah, you know, I almost took High Life out of here because it's like I've kind of got some songs that sound like High Life. Yeah. They they have a lot of types of songs. Number nine, Motherboard. Yeah, weird as hell, absolute groover. Andy, you're the one who turned me onto this one. Just a, just a weird song. You, if you, uh, this, I feel like it's one that is really. Uh, easily like skipped yeah. or glossed over because it starts a little weird yeah. and it and it's, it it's, takes a while to get I think into it's that nine, pocket. right yeah. so it's you're nine songs into a seventy six minute record it's it starts slow it's couched it's, between it's, other stuff yeah. that's kind of in the vein of it and it's it's not super dancey or anything but it's really synthetic sounding it's got a lot of jazz feel but, to yeah, it that I love. what you should do if you're out there is. Uh, uh, take one tiny little puff on a jazz cigarette and turn it up too loud. Yeah. And just if you have a really good speaker at home, turn it up too loud or and just really close your good eyes. headphones. Yeah, or really good headphones. Turn it up too loud on really good headphones and listen to it. There is so much depth of sound in that song. It is a true journey. Absolutely. Love your pick. Number eight, Digital Love. There you go. Digital what a good love. song. It's a lot of fun. It crops up a lot in their career for different purposes. Interestingly, though, not in Alive 2007. Yeah. Yeah. One of their, I feel like one of their culturally most significant songs, and they could not fit, they couldn't figure out an entry point into the live show, and they left it out entirely. Yeah. Where does that go, you know? Yeah. I I think it's one of those things where it's, it's such a... I don't know that you could mix it in with other stuff, so it would have to live on its own in the middle of it. I don't. I. I would love to talk. That was. That would be one thing I would love to. If I got. If I got an hour with them just to talk. I. That would be like. W- w- what was the thought process in leaving that out of the live show? I, I think that would be really interesting. I'm trying to think about it right now without listening to it, but. I bet if you put a big four on the floor drum underneath all of it, you lose a lot of the stops yeah. out of bum bum, yeah. bum bum, 
bum, bum, bum, bum. If you have a pounding drum under yeah. that, it misses all the fun yeah. of bouncing that around. Yeah. I don't know. We should we should know. email somebody there, who knows. But it's, them it's not un. If we should email, email Pedro. Yeah, for real. Like, hey, buddy, <laughs> you know he, why he loves talking about them? Yeah, he, yeah. Him and Todd, they both love talking about them. Uh, um, it's not. It's not like completely unheard of. I in the summer that Meriwether Post Pavilion was like the biggest yeah. indie rock album in the world. I I went with some buddies to see Animal Collective, and they did not play Summer Girls. Or um, uh, what's the other one? What's the other big song from that record? You mean My Girls? What? My Girls? Yeah. Summer, yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, they didn't play either of the big songs from that record, and my friend was <laughs> furious. Uh, um, it's, a, it's a miracle that Animal Collective ever had a song accessible enough for people, <laughs> for people to, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it was just like uh, they didn't, they couldn't, My Girls... My girls in summertime clothes. Yeah, I, I was like, I together. was confused about what you were doing there, <laughs> and then I, I got it as soon as you yeah, got it. Uh, they yeah. did not like the summer in their live stuff that summer. They didn't play my girls or summertime clothes. Yeah, and my friend was like, "That was a waste of sixty dollars or whatever." I was like, "I had a great time. That was a really fun, weird show." Uh, uh, but yeah, it's just like sometimes those big hits. If you're trying to do a full piece, sometimes those big hits don't work. Yeah. Digital Love, what a groover. Number seven, Alive. There you go. One of the most techno-y songs yeah. of their career. Perhaps the most techno-y song. The Alive 2007 album takes a lot of techno turns. Dark warehouse, you know, legs of the record. But they don't have a lot of dark warehouse music over the course of their entire career. And Alive is, you know, it's it's the first song they put out, yeah. you know, because it's a a permutation of the new wave or whatever. Yeah. It's, I think it's very important. And that, yeah, they, they like stuck with that, whatever that was, they stuck with it for four years. Yeah. Cause they put that out in 93, I think. And, yeah. uh, homework comes out in 97 and it's in alive is basically a remix of new wave and it yeah. sounds so much bigger and, and deeper. That was something that they had in their brains yeah. for years. And they continue to do it until yeah. 2007. Yeah. You know, that's the last time they take it out on the road, but there's a reason it's called alive 97 and alive 2007. Yeah. You know, it's their, it's very cool. Absolutely. Number six touch. Great song. It's a journey. Great song. It's a blast. Great song. I don't I have, I remember touch. I remember touch. It's <laughs> it's one of the funner and sillier things they've done. Yeah, but it's also really sweet. One of the more cinematic things they've ever done too. Yeah, like musically, it does the musical theater thing. I'm yeah. like, that's the intersection of all the crap I like. <laughs> uh, number five, around the world. I almost didn't include this song because Ditto. I've put it. Ditto. I've I've really rung this song out over the course of my life. I've been yeah. listening to it now. I heard, you know, I was listening to it on the radio when it came out. So it's been 24 years yeah. of me listening to this tune. And it's easy for me to to pretend like it's... I have a very distinct memory of seeing that video on MTV at my aunt's house and, like, around my entire family and, being, you know, being, like, eight years old or whatever and being, like, not understanding what it was or why, why I was drawn to it. But, like, that, yeah... It's just something. It's a. It's the definition of earworm, I think. Yeah, and it's it's an incredible song. I mean, it's it is really good, and I don't know. I think it's easy for me to 
to not think about this song very often in terms of their career because I've listened to it too much. Um, but I don't know. Um, number four, Giorgio by Marauder. Absolute journey. Uh, that's something special that they do here that yeah. they, they do. I don't know. They have other songs a little bit like this, but this is kind of its own thing. Absolutely. And I don't know. It's a fucking journey. Absolutely. Uh, number three, one more time. I almost switched this and Giorgio by Marauder, but mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. It's hard not to put one more time in the top three. It's so anthemic. It's so, it's an earworm that sticks with me, but I still listen to it. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't put around the world on a ton of times these days, but I'll listen to one more time whenever. It makes me feel good. It's a great song. If you're if you're bummed out, one more time, just throw we'll it get on. Get you going. Absolutely. Number two, too long. There you go. Great song. It. This is the other song that feels like I think I know Giorgio by Marauder. Oh, you absolutely do. <laughs> I think too long is the beginning of something that they do a lot yeah. on other things. It's this incredible build up to something. It's where we get Giorgio by Marauder is where we get contact. It's where we get a lot of stuff. They do. They let this tiny little thing explode. Yeah. And the end of too long is one of the most powerful house grooves of their career. Yeah. That bum, 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 bum. That's a fucking incredible groove. And it takes a long time yeah. to get to it. Yeah, you have it. to earn, earn it. Yeah, yeah. You have to earn it. Yeah. And, uh, um, we talked so much over the course of the, the two days of this podcast about how good they are at closing, albums and you have two of them on here yeah. you know yeah absolutely um and yeah. then number one face to face absolutely <laughs> i almost put fragments of time in here because it's such a yeah it was between touch and fragments of time and it's like face to face is the entry point for me that was the first daft punk song you know i liked homework when it came out and i liked the music videos and stuff face to face came out where i was old enough to understand a little bit about music and i wanted to learn to play music and stuff and I was like, this is an incredible song. Yeah. And I need to figure out more about the people who made this. Yeah. Yeah. That was like when I started liking Daft Punk <laughs> as a band. There's and not no just other songs. There's no other song that could have been number one on Devin's list. Absolutely. No. It has to be face to face. It had to be. Could not have been a different one. I wouldn't be here talking about the band if it weren't for that song. I think. Yeah. I so I, I did it a little bit differently. You you were talking about how you were more, you know, thinking of the types of we've yeah. we've talked a little bit right we've yeah. t- we've talked a little bit about this and and Devin said it when during the break uh, I could have a different list tomorrow yeah I could have a list different list right now I'm gonna change the order of one of my lists right now while I'm reading it you know <laughs> um, it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah um, but I, I think so I did it a little bit differently I didn't I didn't not include songs because they're similar or whatever like I said I have six Ram songs in my top ten I what I did is I took the 53 54 songs. Um, yep. And I picked 25 that I could have in my list. Okay. I cut out five. I put them in a, a, an Excel sheet and I just kept swapping them until <laughs> until I could look at it and say, this song is better than the one after it. And this song is better than the one after it and the one before it and blah, Great. blah, blah. Um, so I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two little five song dumps really quick. Oh, I'm this gonna is do a it. Cheating. I'm gonna He's cheat. cheating. You're a cheater. I'm not gonna explain yeah, them. Cheating. I'm not gonna explain them at all. You My number what? fifteen through twenty in no order: Defunk, Revolution, Nine Hundred Nine, Veritas Quo, Superheroes, Make Love. Sure. Not explaining it. Uh, sure. My number um, eleven through fifteen: 
Uh, I'm sorry, so that would have been 16 through 20. Sure. Uh, my yeah. <laughs> 11 through 16, without explanation, uh, Too Long, Voyager, Alive, Digital Love, Something About Us. Sure. So those are your 10 bonus songs that Darren okay. loves. Cheater. I am a cheater. <laughs> you have now na- You will be naming... 20 almost <laughs> half of their 53 <laughs> songs. I am. I'm going to do it. And Odd Off um, is not one of them. So, Unbelievable. Uh, I know. Uh, so I I have... I just like On. Number I, take off. That's I, why I, I love the it. On part of that song. They lose cannot it at stand all. the Off part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 10 for me, uh, Face to Face. Okay. Uh, Hell yeah, bud. Face to Face, there's no way it can't be in the top 10 for me. Uh, for all of the same reasons, Uh it is just a fantastic song. Fantastic song. Um, I had it outside my top ten, and I could not do it. I could not do it. Uh, I just, I can't. It's a great song. Which, which of the faces do you think is more important? I like Volta's or <laughs> or Nick Cage. Cage. Yeah. Uh, That's number, what that song's about, huh? I, how did they not put face to face in that movie? I so I probably came out four years before it. <laughs> So for um, I bet Face Off is from 1997. Yeah, <laughs> from uh, for good number, point. Number they nine, wrote it about it. Number nine, I chose Around the World. Hell uh, yeah, Around the World. Yeah. Onboarding point for me at a certain point. I remember very clearly playing uh, the browser flash game bubbles and around the world's baseline just being the loop around that game it was just Hell a game yeah. where you gather bubbles and it makes your bubble bigger and you can't hit spikes yeah. and i remember playing that game to death in a browser on, on a desktop pc and just hearing just over yeah. and over i remember the video i remember uh, i remember that song without knowing why um and that's that's uh you know it's it's a great song uh, number eight for me is rolling and scratching. I yeah. am, I'm honestly um, shocked. Surprised it's not higher. That it's not higher for you. I I, had I, to, I thought that this would be one of your top. Ones. I had it up there. I had it up at yeah. the top, but then I uh, I did what I'll call the random access memories adjustments. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, so that's interesting. So we know <laughs> we know from his spoiler. Yeah. That he has six. And I random access memories songs in his top ten, and yet. he hasn't said one yet. I haven't. That's right. crazy. Which is <laughs> that right there is exactly the thought that had me switch my album. That's Andy. crazy. Literally, you know what, literally. You know what we should do? What? Uh, I don't want to commit us to this, but we should do this again a year from now. Yeah, I would love or that. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our we'll, relationship to a lot of this stuff we'll will continue will. to we'll show. We'll do. We'll do a. We'll That's do a great a, idea. We will yeah. at, at the very least we will check I mean, in like, every year with you even, guys. Yeah. yeah, we'll do our one-offs and we'll do some special episodes and we'll introduce you to some other albums that we we're loving and we'll just keep this going once a month or once every couple of weeks or whatever. And yeah, maybe as like a, a yearly celebration of the podcast, we just come back and do our current top 10 yeah, i like that that'll idea. change i really yeah. like i know too. it'll change yeah i'm uh right. i'm sh- i'm i'm very surprised that this is this low on your list i thought it'd be I, much so higher. rolling and scratching for me has changed how i think about music um it, you can't we, stop thinking about music differently i can't now. <laughs> we rolling and scratching was really one of the first times i started thinking about the idea of the less experimented with parameters being the focal point of a song which for me musically is defining a lot of what I am trying to create and and just creatively, not just musically. Thinking about what are the parameters of my art um, and how can I be intentional in the use of that is something that Rowan and Scratchin, along with some other songs on the list uh, that you'll you'll hear, um, 
it really morphed my brain and the way I thought think about music. I, I love Rolling and Scratching. Yeah. You guys know this. And absolutely to start Rolling and Scratching was number two for me and it got moved down here to Shocking. number eight. Uh, just in my is it better than the song above and is it yeah. worse than the song? So uh, there is only below. one non Ram song. Can you guess what, what it is? One more time. I'm gonna it has to be one more time. It has to be one more time. You're it right. Has to it be. is, it is one more time. But uh it's not <laughs> next. Uh number seven for me is motherboard. Um, yeah motherboard is it is again uh that same thought uh it's quiet noises that should that are loud loud noises that that are quiet it's depth of sound is insane it's got it's got a flute it's got flutes it's got that big revolution at the end where it all comes down to nothing and then it comes back around. It's got that. That is such. That is one of my favorite moments. Yeah, noise that big. Yeah, that big brass noise. So the whole yeah. thing kind of like up. grinds down to a halt, and then out of nowhere, that like that synth line beep, boop, 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 yeah. comes back around, and then the whole thing swirls back into your brain. Yeah, that's, that's a wild. really really Truly cool wild. moment. Uh, and then uh, so that was seven. So six for me is one more time. Uh, uh, one more time. It's it is. The song that I can never get tired of. Uh, it is. It, it. It. It's just. It is a song that makes me happy. It will always make me happy. Um, so, you guys know my last five are gonna be Ram songs. Yeah, this is that's crazy. Yeah. That's it's really wild. crazy to me, right? It's that, really wild. I, as a as somebody who says Random Access Memories is my favorite album yeah. of all time, it is unbelievable I that your top five is all ram tracks i agree let's hear it uh georgia by Maroder yeah. is number five Duh. uh and then that is the journey that is uh it pairs up with what i'm now putting at number four which is touch uh both of those songs for me are two different journeys that i will go on just about any time happily yeah um uh, the two longest songs off ram yeah, and one's what nine minutes, one one's eight minutes, uh, seven like thirty and eight and, some eight oh nine, I think. So uh, <laughs> oh, both of those four uh, very different executions of similar <laughs> similar oh, things. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're too far oh, gone, buddy. Seven thirty one and eight oh nine, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I and I'm uh I'm gonna fin I'm gonna finish out my list the way that Ram finishes out, Whoa. which is wild. Yeah, Incredible. fragments of time, doing it right contact wow man i was dude i cannot tell you guys how many times i have just put on those three songs it's my three favorite songs it is it's my three like so many times if i'm driving and i want to put something on i go into ram i press fragments of time and i get the three songs that i want to hear i love that yeah um like for very different reasons doing it right um i love that song but it occupies a similar space for me of robot rock where they found a really cool yeah. groove, but it doesn't, it doesn't go much doing it. Right. Doesn't go many places. Um, for, for me is, is I, I wouldn't expect it to be top 10 on yeah. lots of people's lists, but this is my list and doing it right is the one that is up there for in very personal to me reasons. It's a very, it's a very special song between uh, my significant other and I, I've had some great experiences in my oh, yeah. life. Uh, listening you, to that song. Because you guys listen to it and you do it right. Is that what you're talking <laughs> about? Yeah, life. We do <laughs> life right. You guys, do you life guys are right. doing it right and you're listening to doing it right and you guys have a special <laughs> time together. I get it. I think that doing it right is a song that um, I, at many, I don't know, whimsical and fantasy yeah. kind of moments of my life of exploring the woods in the world and road trips and stuff like that. It's just been a song that I've returned to at moments where I feel like I'm doing my life right. 
Uh, oh, and yeah. so for me, this is my list, right? This is not yeah, the fuck list. everybody else. This is my list. So for my list, uh, that's why it's number two. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, Fragments of Time, I just, I love that song. It's the perfect driving song. I've said yeah. it a million times. Yeah. It is uh, the summer highway driving down the road. I love it. Um, contact is number one. For and me. it says the word improvise in it. And we it improvise. <laughs> we do improvise. <laughs> Our only plan is to improvise. Our only plan is to improvise. And it's crystal clear that I don't ever want to change. Contact for me is. Your number one? My number one. That's crazy. That's Isn't it crazy? It's yeah. crazy. Um, That's baffling. It, it is baffling, <laughs> it's isn't it? Truly, it's a good song. I, it's just I, it's your number one. I, I truly like that love you picked your list. I, I picked my list. Yeah, absolutely. I it just it. feels like you would pick Rolling and Scratching yeah. in terms of the two, the Contact and Rolling and Scratching. Because I knew, I knew Contact was going to be high up on your list. I, I assumed, just thinking about what I knew about you guys, I assumed that Rolling and Scratching was going to be number one for you yeah. and that Contact would be way up there. But that's crazy. Yeah, For me, Contact, it is... It's, but he's it's, also working on an EP of like sampling NASA shit. I, I, I love like, that changed your brain. I yeah. love space stuff. I love, uh, <laughs> I love space stuff. I mean, I, ju- I I do. Yeah. I I love that's the that's gotta be that should be the title of the EP. Stuff. Yeah, the plum bomb. I love space for stuff. For me, I think that contact like <laughs> the idea of, of 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 a blasting off rocket ship and the idea of of a sonic story. You know, it, it yeah. for me contact is very similar to. Giorgio by Moroder in that it is an audio story of something, an auditory story of 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 this thing. You know, it does feel like a blast off. I think the way that they utilize drums, I think it's one of the best utilizations of drums in in recorded yeah. music. Um, I think that there are um, there are no super super hard turns until there are. You yeah. know, it's 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 it, well, the first, it, it's, the it's first, weird like, because it the follows first, like, the pattern. minute and a half yeah. is just just the Sherp song. Yep, yeah, it's it's just it's it's just I don't know what it is. I yeah. think it it does the same thing for me uh, in in thinking about parameters and what are parameters as Rolling and Scratching does. But I think it feels like for me it feels like. I don't know. This maybe they made this. It feels like a, a bridge to something that I need to create. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which for me makes me feel like this song is the one that has most inspired me. I think it's the last song as well. So you know, it feels like a jumping off point for me yeah. musically. How do I connect myself, my own creation to this stuff that I love? How do I oh, yeah. nod and love letter to Daft Punk? It starts for me with Contact, right? Hell yeah. So that's why it's number and one it for is- me. You know, they do the the singles or whatever, but but this is the last Daft Punk song. It is. Yeah. That was like number one. The romantic, the, the romantic one more time. <laughs> romantic unplugged. The super horny one more yeah. time. <laughs> I like that attitude of like, yeah, man. this song is a blast off in yeah, the music is. you're going to do. It's that a blast off. Romantic blasts off in that <laughs> acapella <laughs> version. <of one> Unfortunately, <laughs> he does. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's my list. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. That That's very cool. I'm... I I was surprised when you picked the last leg of the record as your top thing, but that is the thing that, like, when we listen to it, you're like, this is my leg yeah, of the record. I'm, That's very fucking I, cool. I mean, I, I, I rarely, I love Ram. I rarely start it sooner than beyond. I, yeah. I, <laughs> that's crazy to me. Yeah. Because, like, it's a, uh, it's what, it's like, uh, it's like an itch in the middle of your back that you can't scratch and bugs yeah. you forever. I can't, I can't listen to Ram 
uh, uh, just a song off of it. I have like I, I was if, a, say, if one of them comes up randomly, I turn the whole thing on. The I, reason I didn't put "Get Lucky" on here is because I do not like that song divorced from sure. yeah. touch ending and it starting. Sure, like that's it, a beautiful that's, moment. That's an important yeah. transition. That's interesting. That yeah. makes it none of us the put, song. None of us put "Get Lucky" on. Uh, um, the I, album I'm, version of that song is incredible, yeah. but I need to hear "Touch" first. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, for me, get lucky is a integral part of the the whole, and it's the reason I song. love it's it's one of the reasons Ram is the number one album for me. Yeah. It does not need to be in my it's top ten because it, standalone, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, absolutely. Okay, top ten. I think I learned something about myself putting this list together. Okay, and that I I think that um, I my love of of this stuff it, it exists at the intersection. Of house music and like um like chill out music yeah what absolutely. i listen to uh uh putting this together and thinking about the the house music and electronic dance music shit that i really connect with is not necessarily like banger shit but this the, the stuff that just really makes you feel good pretty music how pretty house music i yeah. think uh, is what is my stuff. So number ten, too long. There you go. Uh, what a gorgeous, what a gorgeous song. Um, and really, if you think about that song, the first first minute or so, if you just divorce the first minute and the last minute, it's incredible that that that's that that's the journey that song takes. Um, but it, like, uh, what a what a beautiful beginning. What a cal- calm, quiet, beautiful ending. Uh, or a calm, quiet, beautiful beginning, and it uh, uh, it's perfectly encapsulated in the movie where they're like they're on their way home. They are so sad, <laughs> but they are also so happy to be going home. That's what that song makes me feel. That 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 like that was a really long, arduous day, and I'm happy to get home. And then and then it just slowly evolves into an incredible party. Uh, and it's like an undeniable anthem by the end. Great song. Hell yeah. Uh, number nine, it's di- Around the World. There yeah. It uh, it's got to be in there. Hey, got to be in there. That's why I put Around the World. Yes. Wow. wow. Same. Same. Um, this is the one that almost didn't make it for me. I, I almost had a live here. Uh, and I feel like I was overthinking it. And I, I all I did was listen to the opening build. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> like, around the world has got to be in there. Yeah. That, uh, so we, like, that, we talked about, like, the the, the revolving aspect yeah. of that song. And I think truly one of the coolest, most inventive things Daft Punk did in their entire career is how out of focus the synth line is uh, at the beginning of that song. And you can hear it revolving up and then sharpen into focus. Yeah, that's one of the coolest moments in the history of of uh, Daft Punk, and uh, just just that moment, I was like, yeah, that's that's got to be in there. I love that song so much. Eight fragments of time. Uh, like I said, that was that was for a long time. That was my favorite song off Random Access Memories. Uh, I love Todd Edwards' voice. Uh, it's so pretty, and and he, they really let it just kind of shine here. 
And uh, yeah, I love the kind of fucking Doobie Brothers goofiness of the whole thing. We said it a lot up north when we were tubing on the river, but the Doobie Brothers is the funniest thing for a band of all time. (laughs) Those guys, if you're looking for a Doobie, you can go to the Doobie Brothers. (laughs) Doobie Brothers. The two cheesiest parts of, of their career, honestly. Fragments of time, there's yeah. a little chunk, and then the part in touch when it gets to the, the Muppets part, yeah. And those are two of the most powerful parts of the record. Yeah, it's the same shit that we were talking about with Discovery. This is a decidedly uncool song. Yeah. It is very cheesy, but there is something incredibly powerful about just like being unabashedly cheesy. Yeah. They 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 wanted to make a Steely Dan track. They wanted to make a yacht rock soft eighties just anthem and they were like how do we make that the coolest fucking thing in the world by just embracing the cheesiness of it there's a slide guitar in there it it is front and center not only there's a couple moments on ram with a slide guitar they just push it front and center and give him a slide guitar solo in the middle of the song cheesiest thing in the world and they and they just celebrate it and it is so freeing and so cool It, it really is like that like there's something about Daft Punk that is so inspirational because they they push into the cheesiness or the nerdiness or the uncoolness of whatever they do and they celebrate it unironically and that is so inspiring. If you are if you have an inkling and you want to make art just just lean into whatever your thing is because look at what Daft Punk can do here. Todd Edwards talks about like kind of writing the song about not wanting just like, oh my God, I'm enjoying California right yeah. now and I want to enjoy it. There's a lot of music that I have trouble connecting to as I get older because it can be too emotionally overwrought. You know, sure. I can't hear like like teenage breakup albums yeah. or whatever. This song is sentimental. Yeah. And that's a different thing. And it's sentimental in a very sweet way that I do not find off-putting at all. It's really nice. Yeah. And Daft Punk has made sad songs. They yeah. made songs about like, you know, ugly feelings or whatever. But at the core of what they've done for the last 30 years is tapping into that special feeling of just feeling good. They have they have a way of if it's sentimentality here or or um uh enjoyment of a thing or celebration. The, celebrating something they like uh, or just going to the club yeah. <laughs> that like they're they have songs about going like how much fun is it that we get to go into a club uh, that's what around the world is yeah that that opening that opening um revolution that i was talking about there that is uh simulating the uh, the feeling of walking up to a club and hearing the bass behind you uh, uh, and then letting that like overwhelm you as you get closer and closer to the dance floor that they just find a way to tap into a good feeling and they they make you feel that with their music and they're like their whole thing has always just been about making people feel good and that 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 really resonates with me like a lot yeah. of art a lot of art is down it like a lot of people a lot of artists like to explore sad feelings or or uh emotions in in a sad way or repressed feelings uh, repressed memories there's something really powerful about art that is just scientifically designed and like musically designed to make you feel good and that's why i connect with it so much they spent their whole career 
idolizing Nile Rodgers and, and doing all these chic yeah. things, ripping off the good times, you know, baseline. The lyrics to good times are these are the good times. These leave are your cares behind. Good, yeah. What a powerful like night. Yeah. These these are the good times. These are the good times. Because how many cool. other how much other art is do you remember the good times? Right. Or I didn't realize I was in the good times when I was in them. Or yeah. that's so much art. Is like I wish that I could be back in those good times. What if there's a what if there's music about yeah. the good times you're having right now? There is something really powerful and really endearingly and uh, lasting about that, and and Daft Punk has always, you know, there is some really sweetly melancholy stuff on Random Access Memories specifically, yeah. but but there there's all there can also be something really f- beautiful about about how optimistically melancholy some of it is. I don't know. There, I don't know. It's just. It's beautiful. It it in like I don't know. I, I like moving forward as an artist. I I want to do more of that. I want to I want to make stuff that makes people feel good. I don't. The world is sad enough. Uh, number seven, Veritas Quo. Hell yeah, Why I not? love it. I I, I mean like uh, that has been one of my uh, go tos forever. It's it's like. I don't know. Uh, it's just it's a, a sleeper. It's a sleeper for sure. So baroque and it's uh, it's it's uh, it's so softly uh, uh, singular at the beginning that it lulls you into a sense of understanding. But each eight bars or whatever, it it is it builds until it's something truly yeah. gorgeous. Veritas Quo was in my original top ten. <clears throat> yeah, it truly gorgeous. Up, it ended up at like eighteen, but. Truly gorgeous, yeah, yeah. It's uh, in it, my first glance, top ten. It was, it was like six or yeah. something. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've, I've loved it forever. I can't. Uh, it, it is one of those ones that's easily, um, because it's not a banger. It's not like an all time classic or whatever. It's one that can be easily like skipped over or looked over, kind of like Motherboard almost. Yeah. But it just, uh, the way it builds is just undeniably gorgeous. I love it so much. Number six, Indo Silver Club. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Always been one of my favorites. Uh, can't get enough of it. That like, that weird twangy, it's like almost like a detuned guitar or something. I don't know yeah. what that noise is. That synth line they they produce in, in there. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> it's, like, it's so, That's a good tune. It is so weird. I love that song so much. Uh, number five, uh, my number one off homework, Revolution 909. I swapped out that for Around the World. Mm-hmm. I was going to put Revolution 909. I swapped, I swapped uh, Alive for Around the yeah. World is what ended up happening. I I, need, I felt like I needed a techno song yeah. in there. That makes sense. Revolution 909 was in there. Revolution 909, uh, incredible song. Another one with that, like, um, that great cinematic feeling of being – outside of a club and walking inside. I love the story of that song. It's uh it's a protest song. Uh it's a it's a uh completely nonverbal protest song about uh the mistreatment of the house music community by the French police. Uh um and that that's really cool to me that they've this was like a very early version for them of things that they've done with Giorgio or things that they've done with contact where they're like through the, through the art of dance music, they wanted to try to give a telly story, give a vibe. And yep. I think that that's exactly what I mean. They that's did with one that of song. the, 
early. I mean, that's a Beatles nod, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. so so they're even if it's just in title, I mean, they're nodding at non-electronic music yeah. already with Revolution 909. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, nine, the 909 is the the TR Roland the Roland TR 909. Yeah, that's where they they get the um, title. The song starts with like noise outside of a club, cop cars coming, and then it kind of crescendos into the song. Uh, and then it just becomes and and then uh, uh, telling the story of a, a night getting broken up, they latch into a fucking serious groove. Yeah, <laughs> that is a serious groove for me. High Life, Fresh, Phoenix, Revolution Nine Hundred Nine. Yeah, those are all kind of yeah. a thing to me. Absolutely, there, I, I I alternated a couple things with that, but those are so emblematic of the French touch thing for me. Like around the world, it's a great song of homework. But it does not emblemize the the French yeah. touch thing as much as those tracks do. I get that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. That one's always just stuck out yeah. as a real highlight of of homework. It kind of it kind of a really good encapsulation of what they were working on. Yeah, and that point in their career. I also wanted to say I th- I don't think I don't know if we all decided on this. I. I did not put any stuff from the live albums on here because it's, it's oh yeah, I'm glad thing. you pointed that out. I decided I, not I, to. As I well. did the exact same thing. I, I my whole top ten would have been alive. Yeah, that's that is that is. I had own the separate encore, thing. even though it wasn't Daft Punk, yeah. as the number two thing on here, and yeah. I took it out because I, that didn't seem. I, it almost didn't seem fair to the yeah. album tracks. It's also crummy to pick. Like, yeah, my favorite song by Daft it's Punk like is like four of songs them. by yeah. Daft Punk. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. So we we would be hard for me to put and like again if we're looking at like. You know, if production is a live album's tough to judge, like especially if Ram is a production album, right? right? It's tough to judge a live recording, albeit a good one, uh, yeah. to a produ- produced album. You know, Absolutely. so so I mean that is also the the difficulty with comparing a live to Ram or whatever. Yeah. But either way, I mean it's just too it's extreme. Just, um, yeah, I wanted to do like stuff that they had intentionally put, you know, like presented as whatever. You guys get it. You yeah. understand. I didn't something. put anything. I, I almost put one of the face to face remixes. Yeah. In here, but Which one? I, demon? Huh? I was gonna put the demon one in here because that is a track I listen to a lot. Constantly. But yeah. I, I decided. That, I, that I tossed around Aerodynamite from yeah. Daft Club. That, I do that love is a solely solely I Daft Punk track. Uh, solely Daft Punk original um, uh, track off Daft Club that I I tossed around putting in here for I, sure. I decided not to do the face to face remix because it didn't seem fair, and also it felt like. Like, is that just me being a little bit contrarian <laughs> or is, you know, yeah. like, am I, am I like trying to get my list cool? So I was like, you know what? No, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for Giorgio by Maroder. Yeah. Uh, yep. Obviously. Uh, what is, what? There's not much more to say about it. I think we've, it yeah, was on all of our lists, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I think it's top five on all of our lists. I think it's top five on all of our lists. Um, it, it's just not only is, is it a, um, an undeniably great song, but the, the, the story of what it means and why they did it and, and what, what the song represents is so incredible. Uh, I can't think of another song at all that is meant to be written as a biography to another. It's just such, such a cool fucking thing. It really is. And, um, yeah, it's another incredible journey of a song. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. Number three, Voyager. Okay. 
Man, that is one that I didn't even think about. But didn't you know even what? think about. That's a fucking incredible song. Yeah. Voyager Hell yeah. was another one that was Good up choice. high in my top ten that I moved. I ended up moving down into I think twelve. Uh, you know, I didn't look. I didn't look at the track listings. I kind of went by memory. Yeah. And Voyager. Voyager could have gone. Yeah. So, um, the, hands down, the best baseline that Daft Punk ever yeah. wrote. Hands down, the best baseline Daft Punk ever wrote. And but what really sends this song over the top for me is that final rotation that final build back into the groove where they add that chime yeah it is it is one there, of are there the flutes in voyager too the um the, it's a flute i can't i don't know what it's another synth line another thing that that end like where it's like flutey thing too. it's got like i i think in addition to that <laughs> Here, there's like a flutey we, thing wait uh is that, let's I, let's listen say, to it really quick because like, we said we weren't going to listen to any of it uh but let's say that's got motherboard energy all right, so the entrance of, of this uh, this break is one of the most beautiful things they ever did. Listen to that. Yeah. Wait for the bass to come in. That's a groover. Absolutely. All-timer for sure. Uh, one of my favorite moments in any song they ever put put together ever. Um, that uh, there's there's layers and layers that really work well together, and then they layer on top that that chime chime noise on top, and it's just I think so, I can't I can't get over it. I can't get over how beautiful that for is. Me, that baseline, whatever. Uh, for me, Voyager and Veritas Quo and Motherboard occupy a very similar place. Yeah. So um, they're they're obviously not the same by any stretch of the imagination, but they, they they have the same spirit to me. But I will say, I think something about us can give that baseline a run for its money as uh, one of the best ones. So I, that is one one uh, area that I don't think any of us really visited is the is the soft. I was gonna put if I was gonna put one, it was gonna be make love, make love, yeah. make love. Something about us uh, in and uh, within. Yeah, they yeah. always do one of those kind of like softly beautiful songs. I thought I should put one on there because it is like. A type of song they do, yeah. but it would have motherboard was basically number eleven for me. That's the one. So I, you, you talked a little bit about how you put yours together. I wrote all every track list down on a big piece of paper, and I started with uh, I circled the two that I that I'm about to talk about. I know that those are. Yep. I knew that those were number one and two. On off and on off and WDTI. Those are number one and two. And then I went through and scratched off every one that I knew were, was not going to be number in the Did top. Did you write 10. down all the Trump tracks? No. Okay, good. <laughs> two I pages. I just, <laughs> just, just <laughs> the Trump <laughs> tracks <laughs> <and> <laughs> scratched out. Uh, um, I just cra- scratched off every one I knew wasn't going to be, and then I slowly just whittled stuff away. Yeah. And I ended up with. Uh, uh, like great list, like fourteen. I was like, this is it. Yeah, and, and then I, uh, then it was a real struggle from there. Number two, touch. Yep, oh. I remember touch. Touch is three for me. We I'm all, right had, there we with all you. had touch. It's right. an incredible song. Touch. Yep. Uh, another another thing where they are uh, uh can make some decidedly uncool stuff. Being cool. Being goofy. Being corny. You you mentioned that Muppets break in the middle yeah. of it. That's so great, but it moves. So much, yeah. In the in, in there in that Muppets break, they've got those hi hats, yeah. So they've got like the house music, yeah. I like I love 
everything about it. I love the movement of that song. I love how everywhere it goes. I love how unpredictable it is. And I love how softly beautiful it is. It's a softly gorgeous song. Number one. one Number more one more time. Number one more time. There you yeah. go. Uh, um, I, I, there, there's, I, I think it's my favorite song uh, in the world. I, yeah. I don't think I can. I think it's my favorite song that's ever been written. Uh, I cannot get enough of it. Uh, uh, it like I, I intentionally don't listen to s- songs that I like uh, so that I won't get tired of them. But this is one I will never, ever in the world get tired of. And uh, like we were talking about before of like the feel good stuff. Yeah. I, I am obsessed with the idea that they wrote a song about how fun it is to listen to your favorite song again. Yeah. And and then structurally it is a circular thing. So it's a the lyrically it is a song about how much fun it is to listen to your favorite song again and it is just like this this noise and this sample that ends where it begins and it sounds like it will never end and it you just cannot get enough of listening to it again and again and again and and it's a it, and that's what the song is about I, I i just i think it's a genius production i think it's a genius idea i think it's a geniusly and perfectly executed uh uh, uh darren likes to mention intentionality like to to say wouldn't it be fun to write a song about listening to your favorite song again and then write a song that is infinitely re-listenable? Uh, it's just, that's just, uh, that's the essence of art. <laughs> 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 they, they, they did like, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, they locked onto something with that song that is just um, undeniably timeless and it will be one of those songs that never, ever goes away. That it, it, it just... And for good reason, um, I I love it so much. Yeah, Hell yeah, I agree with you. That's great. Yeah. No, that's a great list. I I there are a lot of things that could change about my list day to day, but there are a few things that are in there that would not change. And one more time is one of them. That's I agree with you. There. One more time is one that's just. In I there. I love the idea. Well, I I think we should yeah just commit to doing this again in a in a year. Yeah. Uh, but I can almost. Uh, something catastrophic, catastrophic would have to happen for it not to be my number one. Yeah, um, I, I agree. One more <laughs> like time, have to like uh, like watch I, somebody murder my mom in front of me while I played or something. I could <laughs> not. <laughs> I could not leave one more time out. Originally, I had left one more time out. And it ended Blasphemy. Up, I mean, I, I I didn't end up leaving it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. At, me, I, at some point, <laughs> at some point, I was not sure if I was going to put it in there. I either. agree. It's I, blasphemy. It, to just, even it consider. has to be in there. I it agree. I, it has to be. I mean, I had it not in there at all. And then it ended up at what? Number six for me. So it's like yeah. it's there. I mean, it's it's just it's such a good song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's there. I think again, I think it's almost um it's almost a thesis for their entire career. Yeah. Like uh, the the idea of encapsulating happy, the idea of making people feel good rhythmically, the idea of of presenting optimism and happiness and and warmth to the world, um, and and uh, the idea of specifically the idea of presenting um, repetition as an art form. Is something that is is almost something that we in two days of talking didn't didn't necessarily discuss all in all that much about Daft Punk, but um, it's because it's not foreign to us. 
yeah. the repetition, yeah. you know? Yes. It doesn't even occur to me that music is repetitive. Yeah. But sometimes I try and show someone something I'm working on or it's something like that, and they go, it's too repetitive. That thought never yeah. registers so in my brain. So there is they, never. Um, the, their, their idea of tapping into the beauty of repetition is uh, yeah it is you're right it is so it's so natural in in me as somebody that loves this music that I don't think about it that much but their Daft Punk has perfected the use of repetition I think I think what they've perfected I I don't know if repetition is the right word I think that they it perfected really understanding their parameters because so, okay. what they always have is movement well but the movement is just not no, traditional really no they I mean they they uh Repetition is a big part of it, and it, it and it should be. There, there, um, there is there is something really powerful if you are into these noises about listening to the same eight bars over and over again and finding like together new stuff by in together them. has yeah. some some very small shifts, but yeah, that is a song true. that is almost a loop. Yeah, 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 and that, yeah, yeah. That, and especially especially with yeah the French touch stuff and the repetition. It's almost, um, it's almost uh, um, uh, methodical, uh, or um, I can't, I can't think of the word, the word I blanked. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, mesmerizing. There's yeah, something hypnotic. mesmerizing, hypnotic, okay, mesmerizing, and hypnotic about about repetition that uh, that taps into a, a beauty um, and a uniqueness with this music that is really good. So yeah, there's there's a lot about one more time that is a cultural thesis for the entire project of Daft Punk that makes this song an, an undeniable uh, um, anchor of their legacy. And I think I will forever love it forever. Yeah. Hell yeah. We did it. We did it. We really did it. Um, good band, good songs. Good band, good songs. Let's get the fuck here. Thursday. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, please connect with us. Set, Please, like honestly, you know send what? us your top ten. Send, send us, your, that's what I'm send us your handles on social media and stuff, yeah. and we'll tag you in a send post. Send us your top ten, whatever. It'll and be cool. It'll be a fun thing. I, everyone's just so different. I'm so fascinated. So, it, it what one thing that I'm excited about doing is one-off episodes where we do deep dives into electronic albums, a la what we've done for the Daft Punk ones. I would love it if some of our fans said I. I would like you guys to do this album. Yeah, that so, would be great. So send us send us your ta- top 10 Daft Punk uh, songs of all time and send us the album that you'd love us to to and, di- uh, to dissect uh, in this granular detail. And if you're listening to this like it, it, we're alive 2021, but if it's 2026 or something and you're you're finishing this right now, Send us this. Yeah, stuff. We, I'm you know, still going to get it. We still will have this. We'll still be prepared to do it. We'll have a couple more uh, episodes already up following this. But this is a timeless request uh, from us. Uh, send it to us. And, and we would love to hear what, what you think, what you want us to do in the future. And, and we'd love your input about what kind of stuff you would want from us on this channel. Uh, so let us know. Yeah, we're gonna keep doing this. Honestly, it might be even fun to just uh, to do s- short episodes where we do the segment we're about to do. Yeah, we'll uh, check in with you, or we, we check in with you. you. Know, just say hi. Just keep keep make sure, please. At this don't point, delete our feed. At please. this point, don't delete it. Just make sure you have the follows turned on. You turn on some notifications or whatever for when we post something, and then just keep your eyes out uh, and know that we will. Uh, we'll be back. We'll and be. If here. you need something to listen to in the interim, how did this get made? Is 
putting out new episodes every week. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, All right. You, oh. you, I don't know if you've ever heard of that uh, the the podcast, The Daily. The Daily. Check out Blank Check and Blank Check. If you're listening, please, David and Griffin, please have us on the show. I yeah. Mean, or I love or you else. Guys. Uh, I've often been called the Griffin of Daft Punk, <laughs> <laughs> so have us on your show. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we end every episode um, with uh, a segment uh, called My Blurps to Your Bloops. Your, <laughs> my Blips to Your Clops. <laughs> I, like, I feel like that changes every week. My Clumps to Your Glumps. We should look up what it was the first time we had this idea, which was like probably three weeks yeah. ago. Uh, where we just talk about uh, a song in electronic music that we're currently digging uh, could be something new. Could be something old. Could be something blue. Something borrowed. Uh, it could something. be something I'm blue. <laughs> <laughs> something I'm blue. Yeah. Uh, uh, just something that we're obsessed with because we like to share this crap with you guys. Uh, uh, why don't you go first, Darren? Because yours is so incredibly old. Mine is incredible. This is about old. as old as it can get. It's about as old as you can get for, with uh, electronic, for dance music. Uh, for electronic, electronic music. music yeah. uh, so for me, we're going back to uh, 1978's uh, Kraftwerk album, The Man Machine, uh, for the aptly titled The Robots. We are the robots. We are the robots. We are the robots. I've seen these guys twice yeah. in my life. Yep. Put on for for um, almost 80-year-olds that wear uh, unitards, put on a phenomenal show. Maybe yeah. after we get done recording this, we'll throw on the YouTube video of the, yeah. the concert because, man... I saw them. Rug. I saw them. Their their final tour before they figured out the 3D thing. Yeah, and then I saw their 3D tour too, and both incredible. I bet. as old men. So the last time they played, so they love Detroit. Yeah, um, they've played Detroit a bunch. Uh, um, they uh, they have a special connection with Detroit because of the techno stuff. Uh, um, so a lot of these sounds made their way over here and then uh the early techno producers here used this to help influence what they were doing yep. and then that sound made its way back and over to Europe before that they were super influenced by MC5 yeah yep. which is another early Detroit yeah. group. Darren yep. interviewed Wayne Kramer from so, MC5 that's true yeah, yeah. so like they yeah. were influenced by Detroit stuff they made this and then so these, Detroit yeah, was influenced these by uh them. these German uh, weirdos love uh, our hometown. Uh, when they came here, they played the Masonic Temple, and then two of them DJed an after party at MoCAD. And I went and watched two like seventy-six year old German guys DJ. That's awesome. uh, it was very uh, Mo- MoCAD very is our uh, music. yeah they yeah it MoCAD was really is our cool. Contemporary Arts uh, Museum, Museum of Contemporary Art. Detroit. Motor in Hamtramck in the early two thousands which is like now a legendary club or whatever that's closed. That's what they always talked about. They're like, yeah, Kraftwerk knew yeah. to go there after every show because yeah. that was the party. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, so it was really cool. Uh, the other time I saw them was at Ultra Music Festival, which was a totally different thing. It was, it was a bunch of like 17-year-olds that wanted uh, like Porter Robinson. I don't want to see Kraftwerk outside. It was weird. You know what I mean? They did play, uh, they did play a Demp recently that looked cool, but I didn't go. I, they're just a group where like I want yeah. to see – like it's just we it's had, a show built for for 
the three of us you know? had tickets to, to for the third row God of them. It. They were going to do their their 3D show in Detroit again. One of those shows that we had planned that got canceled yep. because of the coronavirus pandemic. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> oh well. Uh, but yeah. Um, Great job. If you're out there and you uh, have an interest in this music, uh, it is really fun to go back and dig into what these where these sounds from where these sounds emanated yeah. <laughs> uh yeah absolutely go go back and listen to some craft work and some other early stuff and and see it's it's cool uh i picked a, a a newer song this is a guy called lake hayes and this is his song dog walking in the park <laughs> That is the most Aphex Twin sounding song I've ever heard. I, I gotta I send you. I gotta send you the not like yeah. Aphex Twin has a bunch of okay. pretty music. So what I need, what yeah. I need. Okay, so we've had this conversation yeah, over and man. over again. What I don't, I don't like the arrhythmic nature. Yeah. of I'll Aphex send you Twins. like the prettier okay. end so of his ev- music. Everything I've ever heard from him is this arrhythmic, yeah. like the arrhythmic nature of everything I've heard from him. This has that crazy pattern, but there's a there's a beat yeah. under it. I'll send you a bunch of stuff. I need, notably I, not a four on the floor beat at I need, all. I, that's I, mean, that I don't need not, four on the floor. No, I, what I need is a a beat though. That this song grooves. Yeah. A lot of Aphex Twin does not groove. No, that's um, like they like they called it brain dance. Yeah, but I mean it it really it really was because it is not like a physical. It's like it's yeah electronic music this that has, moves, but it is has not a constant, something you can physically that 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 synth line goes all over the place. But this Lake Hayes song has a constant rhythm under it that ties it together in a groove that I can like groove out to. There I was, need I need crispy like I need crispiness. There was um, this like famous computer guy who like start, <laughs> like making like from the fifties doing yeah. like very early synthesizer stuff. And they, he listened to Didgeridoo by Aphex Twin for some interview or something. He was like, you know, there's a lot of like repetitive sections. He should consider varying it. So whatever. And Aphex Twin like responded to the magazine being like, yeah, well, he should consider um, not making boring music you can't dance to. <laughs> Which is very funny to say to like an old man. God, I yeah. hope, I hope. Um I hope Aphex Twin hears this and and tells me what I should consider. Richard James, not if you're it. out there listening, yeah. please tell us if you really do own a tank or if that's a rumor, and please tell us if you did uh, actually like do that thing where you circuit bent uh, something that didn't make noise and win a bunch of money for it when you were a 12 year old. Because yeah. I need to know if those rumors are true. Yeah, please, Andy. I emailed you um, uh, a song. Uh, and it's just a demo I'm working on. Uh, oh, I got an EP that's going to be coming out uh, three weeks from when this episode comes out. Uh, why don't we? Um, why don't we close out here? Uh, why don't we just play this whole track uh, uh, as we close out? 
Yeah, let's do yeah. it. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna end with uh, Devin's demo here. You can hear the whole thing. I believe this the working title of this is Club Kira. Club Kira. Uh, um, uh, uh, affectionately named after the the hero of this of the movie Xanadu. Like, what did Kira do? She opened a club. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna close out here with our buddy uh Devin's new demo. Oh yeah, and follow me. Uh, if you want to hear more of this and check out the fucking EP, follow me on Spotify, Devin Jetski. Devin Jetski. You can follow me uh on Twitter at drgoodtweets. Or on Instagram at Andy Reed. Andy Reed. Reed is spelled R E I D. Uh, I'm Darren. You can find me as uh, at the most Darren on all of the social medias. I uh, uh, I'm on Spotify as Aplomb Bomb A P L O M B B O M B, and I stream video game stuff all the time and do all kinds of other stuff. Uh, follow us and, and do the stuff. Connect with yeah. Connect with us. Uh, info at alive2021.com via email. Connect with our uh, Facebook and Instagram at Alive2021 Podcast. This might be it for our Daft Punk coverage for a while, um, but we're going to be back with some special uh, Daft Punk-centric episodes, and we're going to be using this feed to explore uh, different our avenues. Uh, our bodies and more and dance yours. music as we go. We might do one of these deep dives into a different band very soon. We might do Chemical Brothers. We might do Justice. We might do Blink-182. <laughs> We will be back in some capacity because dance music is our lives and we like sharing it with you.
Alive 2021 is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network and was created by Andy Reid, developed by Andy Reid, Devin Rosenai, and Darren Shelton, with technical production by Darren Shelton. For more information, please visit Alive2021.com.